Thank you for joining the Alien Probe Podcast. In popular culture, the term UFO or unidentified flying object refers to a suspected alien spacecraft. Although its definition encompasses any unexplained aerial phenomena, UFO sightings have been reported throughout recorded history and in various parts of the world, raising questions about life on other planets and whether extraterrestrials have visited Earth. They become a major subject of interest and the inspiration behind numerous films and books. Today we're joined again by Dr. Bill. How's it going, Bill? Hey, how you doing? Living the dream, brother. How's the weather out there? Uh, it was chilly this morning, but now it's absolutely what, beautiful. What, a chilly 72 degrees? It was 63. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not too bad. That's nice. No, no. Now it's, now it's a lot better. It's in like the 80s, I think, now. I have to look. Still shorts weather? Uh, yeah, I don't do shorts as much anymore, just because of the um, sun. It's 75 right now. Is it the sun? Well, that's... Actually, I shouldn't say that, because in the really hot weather, you live in shorts. Is what about bugs? Uh, mosquito. We have. It's not where we live. It's swampy, and um, we have mosquitoes. So mosquitoes are a problem. Yeah, that's. You no, know, my newfound sister's house. She's got like that enclosed pool. The Linnea. Oh, on the swimming pool. Is that common? Is that like really common in Florida? Every place had the neighbors have it. Every if you have a pool. You have one. We actually, when we came down here, we looked at a house that didn't have one, but some neighborhoods, you get away from the really, some of the built-up areas in the neighborhoods, you don't have a big uh, mosquito problem, but most houses have a Linnea to keep the mosquitoes out. Otherwise, you can't use your pool. And sitting out, I mean, if you're going out to work in the yard and stuff, you, I put bug spray on. I mean, you just, you, it's a fact of life. You put uh, insecticide on your body. I'm just, yeah, you know. I use um, what is it? DEET. I bought oh, a thing yeah. from. I bought a hundred percent DEET from REI yeah. years and years ago. I'm still using it because you only need a little bit. So um, I want to give a shout out to Rich who uh, I don't use last names, but Rich commented on our uh, last week's JFK assassination. He watched the episode. They commented and suggested um, that we uh, check out Lewis. Um, Elizondo, which I mentioned to you, and you said that guy's all over the place. And I've never seen, I've never seen, I've never oh, seen, have, any, I have never seen anything about this guy. So he had uh, a show. He had a show called Unidentified on the History Channel about this stuff that he's been in the press now. Now, and why I actually is, watched. I watched all the episodes. Why is it that, or is he coming? Uh, I heard that, well, what Rich had mentioned, that there's going to be a 60 Minutes. I think he mentioned 60 Minutes. Tomorrow, tomorrow on 60 Minutes, yeah. Is it tomorrow, Sunday on 60 Minutes? Sunday um, on 60 Minutes. Well, I'm going to definitely have to check that check that out. I mean, he's a, obviously a whistleblower. Um, he worked for... Well, he's, Go ahead. I, don't, I wouldn't say that he was a whistleblower. From what I've seen, he had worked for, a, um, for this office in the Pentagon. And that I sent you that New Yorker article about it. Yeah. Yep. Which you I haven't got, read it. I'm looking at it right now. You haven't read it. Uh, but anyway, you haven't read it. I read it. You did. I assigned you. I gave you reading. <laughs> you know, you professors. You, reading. you professors. I assigned. Are all alike. You did not do. You did not do. You assigned reading. <laughs> I was going to make um, you get bad grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mark me down. Oh my God. Um, um, and I do not take late work. Do your uh, <laughs> unless you need a doctor's note. <laughs> my, um, my dog ate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a it's a good. Re I read it yesterday. I had I had I had it. I read it yesterday. It's a long read. But is it the, the one um, where now the one I'm looking at? Oh, I brought it up on the computer. It has his, the, his resignation letter is on there oh also. no this is i sent you the the new yorker article i don't know um when i printed it out a lot of these pictures didn't come out and stuff so it's just I'm, it's mostly text on mine yeah on my it's, printout. it's got his resignation letter from um and it was a pretty i'll just kind of uh um it's the from the office well it, the letterhead is the office of the undersecretary of defense in washington so when he resigned he uh and it's interesting, it's been my sincere honor and pleasure uh, to have served with some of America's finest men and women in both peace and in war. For over 22 years, I've been blessed to learn from and work with world-class leadership. You certainly 
you certainly being among the very best. I, it, he's writing this to the Secretary of Defense, I'm assuming. Um, with that in mind, bureaucratic challenges and inflexible mindsets continue to plague the department at all levels. This is particularly true in regarding the controversial topic of anomalous aerospace threats. Despite overwhelming evidence of both the unclassified and classified levels, certain individuals in the department remain staunchly opposed to further research in what could be a tactical threat to our pilots, sailors, and soldiers, and perhaps even an existent, existential threat to our national security. <laughs> exist, exist, existential. existential. I got it. In many instances, there seems to be a direct correlation the phenomena exhibits with respect to our nuclear and military capabilities. The department must take serious the many accounts of by the Navy and other services of unusual aerial systems interfering with military weapon platforms and displaying beyond next generation capabilities. Underestimating or ignoring these potential threats is not in the best interest of the department, no matter the level of political contention. There remains a vital need to ascertain capability and intent of these phenomena for the benefit of the armed forces and the nation. For this reason, effective for October 2017, I humbly submit my resignation in hopes it will encourage you to ask the hard questions. Who else knows? What are their capabilities and why aren't we spending more time and effort on the issue? As I transition to a new chapter of my life, please know it has been my honor and privilege, etc., etc. Okay, so, okay, so is this the modern day Rupel? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. The um, did you you didn't see the movie that he was in? There was also a documentary that came out recently. You haven't seen that? Nope. Oh. <laughs> See, you know, I've been I've been doing all this I've been doing all this research, and uh, what have you been doing? Yeah, um, you know, working. Um, yeah, 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 you have you have important things to do. I, I can I can sit around and and uh, haven't uh, you read this yet? Well, you know, I'm busy running a. You know, uh, yeah, you, you know, got uh, yeah. yeah I, I don't believe that excuse. You know, there's other. Everyone's in the same boat. Um, no, there was a documentary. Um, God, I can I can. Um, you should look it up. I got a. I got too many things here. Well, I don't the, remember what it was called, but it just came out. I watched. It. I think it was on Amazon Prime, and he's in it. Um, uh, did you set that that thing I sent? I sent you that thing about the most recent uh, dis uh, leaked UFO video from the Navy on uh, the mystery wire or whatever it was. Yes, I got that. Um, so you watched? Did you watch the little video in that? No, I didn't where the see guys, the video. Oh, there's a little video where these guys are talking, and one of the guys is the guy that the filmmaker that did the um, um, Bob Lazar documentary, which you've seen. Oh, Jeremy, the guy Jeremy. Yeah. I think that was him, and then the other guy was on the that they just showed briefly in the video was the reporter that worked with Bob Lazar, and then they showed the the video. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can talk and do the other i have too many computers so there was um yeah i've got like a two tablets a computer and you know. i have yeah i have two computers i got a tablet which i don't have open i have an extra monitor which i'm not using i should be using i'm going to i'm just going into imdb i want to give you the name of the documentary that was just out there okay his so it'll you, come up it'll come up hang on go ahead so this guy lewis so there are people out there in the Pentagon and stuff to say he had nothing to do with ATIP, um, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Um, a couple of people have come out of importance um, that said he had nothing to do with uh, he had nothing to do with ATIP, and then uh, Harry Reid. Um, but you mean people came out and said Lewis? Yeah, he had nothing, had nothing, nothing, wow. nothing to do with that. And as Harry Reid, and in uh, April 26, just recently, last month, he, um, he put out this memo from his desk uh, to whom it may concern. As the United States Senator Majority Leader, I worked with Republican Senator Ted Stevens of Alaska and Democratic Senator 
Dan Onoye of Hawaii to secure $22 million of funding for what would become known as the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or an unclassified but unpublicized investigatory effort dedicated to studying unidentified aerial phenomena. As one of the original sponsors of ATIP, I can state as a matter of fact, Lee Elizondo's involvement and leadership role in this program. Mr. Elizondo is a former intelligence officer who has spent his career working tirelessly in the shadows on sensitive national security matters, including investigating UAPs as the head of ATIP. He performed these duties admirably. So everybody coming out and saying he had nothing to do with Harry's like, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I was just wondering who these people were. That, came, that said he didn't do it? Yeah. Uh, the people that said he didn't do it, let me see. Christopher uh, Sherwood, not- the Pentagon spokesman. Well, he's nobody, but he really, he's somebody. But he, a spokesman for the Pentagon uh, released a statement that says, Mr. Elizondo had no responsibility with regard to ATIP. Uh, and then from Susan, Susan Go, I don't know who she is either. Um, she's probably somebody, but they don't say this is from the New Yorker. Uh, Mr. Elizondo had no assigned responsibilities, right? But apparently, Th- Harry, this, Harry said he did. This was in the article that I sent you. No, I got I pulled another one. I saw that one, but then I got another one. Oh, oh, oh I didn't see the other one. So huh. um, that's interesting. And then it's got pictures of him in various places throughout his career. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he just huh. you know. So anyway, I asked. Okay, so he came out. This is so earth shattering, right? But Rupelt's book, as I'm reading, that you thank you for sending that to me. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't obviously didn't get through the whole thing because you know I have to work. So I, 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 I haven't started reading it. We'll talk. We should talk about our scheduling coming in later on in the show. Awesome. Yeah, so, we should do that next, I think. We'll do that. So, Rupelt came out. I mean, this book came out, what, in 40, not 47, that's Roswell. Uh, came out no, in the 50s, right? 1956. I have my copy here. Hang on. Um, well, your, the copy that you have came out in 1960s. Although, oh, no, yours came out earlier than this one. Yours came out in 1956. The one that I have supposedly came out about 1966, even though it's dated 1956. The one that I have has an extra three chapters. So it's, uh, no, that, it's a phenomenon. That, huh? The Rupelt one has three chapters? No. The one that I have has an additional three chapters. Did you? I would go to those chapters first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to read. I'm gonna, I haven't read it yet, but I want to read it and... Um, um, what I can do is I'll send you the the book you have has 17 chapters. What I'll do is I'll send you the last three chapters. Okay. That I'll do that. Good. I'll do that this week. Let me make a note. I can't make a note. I have nothing. That's, to your, write with. that's your assignment. Here, I'll make uh, it here. Uh, so anyway, I'm reading. I did start reading it, and it struck me as I looked at the uh, Elizondo thing that. Rupelt already did this, but without the tech, without the tech, well, with the tech, but the tech at the time, which was crappy because, you know, yeah. it was um, but what is Elizondo, what's he going to tell us that we don't already know, Bill? I don't know. He keeps, uh, one of the things he says in his interviews is like, people will ask specific questions. They'll say, well, you know, what about this? And what do you think about this? And he goes, and then he falls back on, uh, you know, secrecy, which well, you know what? There's these things are. I mean, they're going to be released soon. I mean, I think June. Well, yeah, June one is the sort of deadline. June month, I think, is what you should anticipate for that the summary or whatever it is from the the uh, documents that are supposed to be released. And, and the background on that is um, uh, Senator Rubio added a amendment to the defense bill that just passed, that requested, it's in that New Yorker article, he requested 
that all departments go through their records and put together information that they have on UFOs and take those and submit a report to Congress. That's a request. They are not required to give Congress classified material, so don't get your hopes up on that. They are also, apparently, I think they've been dragging their feet because there was a report that the uh, an inspector general has recently got involved. And what the inspector general did was sent a um, memo to all these agencies and asked them specifically for a point of contact within the agency about the gathering of this information. Because I think a lot of people have been, uh, a lot of agencies and departments have been slow walking this. Right. So now... The inspector general doesn't really have much power, and I, I have a story which I'm not going to tell about an inspector general that it was actually trying to uh, a little bit. He was actually trying to accomplish um, some a genuine investigation in a federal agency, and the agency wasn't happy with the things that he was diving into, and they just fired him. So the inspector generals are sort of, you know, they're. They're supposed to be have some sort of significance, but they can got, be got rid of when they need to be gotten rid of. Um, Why can't you tell the so story, this, Bill? Is that the story? Uh, I don't want to tell it. No, there is more to the story. It's not a big deal. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna tell it. So the uh, it's just a, it's just it's it's in the past. It's it's uh, it's a and it was the inspector general's investigation was critical and it was important and it was squashed. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. Who are you trying to protect Bill? I, I'm protecting the innocent. <laughs> the names have been changed <laughs> to protect the innocent. Um, so. All right. This inspector. Yeah. So this inspector general, what he's, what he is basically all that he can do is he's just trying to get the agencies to, um, you know, get off their ass and, and get somebody on this stuff that's going to, you know, probably not a lot of people want to do the work because it's got to be record searches. And some of these record searches might just be paper files, which is just a pain these days. So he's, he's the only thing that he can do is report to Congress. He can go back to Congress and say, look, I've done, I've asked these agencies, these are the contact people. The contact people are supposed to tell him what they're doing, and then he goes back to Congress and he says, this is what these uh, people are doing, and then Congress can go, okay, so X, Y, and Z aren't, aren't following through. We are going to send a letter to that department to ask them to you know, get off their ass and put somebody on this. So it's, it's not that big a deal, but it, just, this, it's, uh, it makes me think that they're just, they were dragging ass a little bit in their, um, you know, Congress had to try and motivate him a little bit. But the degree of motivation, I mean, they don't really have to do anything if they don't want to, and they will not re release anything that's considered classified. So don't get your hopes up on these these documents. Well, the last documents I've seen were so redacted, was it redacted, that they, everything's blacked out. You can't really read anything of significance that's interesting. You know, well, so. yours. So yeah, the Elizondo, Louis Elizondo, actually, I think you're right. He does sort of fall into a um, a role like he's the equivalent of Rupelt in Project Blue Book. And then there was a uh, the guy that that uh, was after Rupelt. But Project Blue Book from I just read um, Carl Sagan's biography to sort of get a background. I was interested because I'm looking at some of Carl Sagan's books and specific. Specifically, I was thinking about Carl Sagan. A couple of books I'll mention. One of them is I picked up a nice little gem called Communication with Extraterrestrial Intelligence, SETI with a C, not SETI with an, yeah. yes. uh, an S, which Carl Sagan was involved with. So I've been, I wanted to get a background on him to sort of understand the context of these books. And I have the other book, which uh, we've talked about and we're going to do something about, is that there's the UFOs. A Scientific Debate, which was a, um, uh, I don't even know, know what to call it, a meeting or something with the AAAS, the American Association for the Advancement of Science meeting. They had a section that was called UFOs, a Scientific Debate that Carl Sagan had organized. So I wanted to read some background on that. Um, but 
I'm losing my train of thought because I'm talking too much. So anyway, uh, the whole thing is uh, what they mentioned in the, I have my notes on the book, what they mentioned about the um, UFOs in the Carl Sagan biography was, um, and I'm, you know, I'll quote it. It says, the Air Force had not taken UFOs seriously for years, but felt it had to keep up appearances to deal with inquiries from UFO titillated members of Congress and their constituents. If UFOs represented an unknown physical phenomenon, Blue Book would never figure it out. So Sagan and the rest of the O'Brien Committee advised the Air Force to commission an independent full-scale scientific study. The result was the controversial Condon Commission, chaired by noted physicist E.U. Condon. And we'll actually talk about some of that stuff because there's a bit of a con there was a um, controversy about the Condon Committee and stuff, which I've been looking into. So Project Blue Book, which I I thought the U.S. Air Force had taken a little more seriously, wasn't taken that seriously. So this program that uh, Louis Elizondo may or may not have been involved in was um, a, the Defense Department maybe taking this stuff seriously finally, finally. But, you know, that said, you saw the, the, the released video or the, uh, what do they call it? It's not released. It's uh, the leaked video with the triangles. Yes. With the night vision scope. Yeah, which but they the, said it was because of the filter or something. Yeah, it, well, if the aperture is a triangle and it's out of focus, it's like, it's like, why leak crap like that and then try and sell it as something, you know, good? I mean, yeah. so I, I don't know what's going on with that stuff. Uh, just to take a step back, I found that movie, that the documentary that um, has, Louis, I'm pretty sure it has Louis Elizondo in it, and the documentary is called The Phenomenon. Yeah. Um, I think, hang on, let me look again. You could, oh, here, yeah. Yeah, it's the phenomenon. The phenomenon. But I, I want phenomenon. to kind of get, kind of do a real brief timeline, yeah, because I found it interesting. I don't know if you Yeah, yeah, do it. This. Um, in June of 47, this is um, kind of where this all started. Um, the guy, Kenneth Arnold, I, I, I'm tired of mentioning this guy, but he's the guy yeah, who's flying, everybody mentions saw, him. flying the disc-shaped objects, and he coined the flights. Well, he said skipping saucers, and then flying saucers were a term that was coined after that. But he started, but it's interesting that he saw those things in June of 47, and then Roswell was... Robin Roswell was July, July of 47. And I want to mention real quick, I know we, I think I, we, I don't know if I talked to you about this this week, but. Yeah, you did, you did. About where they think there's a, they think there, there's a story that says that the flying saucers in Roswell, the crashed in Roswell, were actually designed by the Germans and were built by the Russians, and were piloted by genetically altered children. <laughs> yes, I and love a new twist by... on a new twist on Roswell. <laughs> and, and the work was done by Mengele. Yeah, is it is it was, safe? Is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> that's gonna, from the that's from the, the movie. The... Our terrible. Well, that... Is it yeah. safe? Yeah, Marathon Man. Marathon Man, great movie. Is it, is it Dustin Hoffman. Sorry, Dustin. Dustin Hoffman. You don't know how safe it is. You know, it's so worry. fucking safe. safe you can't believe it. Yeah. So, it's uh, <laughs> no, it's not safe. It's not safe at all. So anyway, we go back to the, the history, and it's kind of weird, you know, because they had that new twist on what it was. And I'm like, well, who just who came out with this story? It's like they is somebody well, I, at first. I got it, that, it's almost. I got the book. I got the ebook after you told me about that. I want to read it. I'm going to read it. It's like that'd make a badass science fiction movie. Well, the, well, well you know, the it context kind of, it kind of explains why they crashed and had a bunch of kids fly them. Yeah. Well, if you don't if you don't train them to pilot, they're going to have trouble landing. 
<laughs> they taught well, him to fly, but they didn't teach him to land. Don't fly um, into a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. The um, that book actually looks really interesting. It's uh, uh, the book is Area Fifty One by Anna Jacobson. She also did a book on Project Paperclip, which I bought. I have the hardback. I got the ebook for the Area Fifty One, and there's a. I, and I want to read these. There's two paperclip books out there. I have an older one. I have hers. I want to. Re I'll get to those eventually. You got to realize that with the all this crap I'm collecting, I got about a ten year project ahead of me. So we'll have enough material. Yeah, we're going to be podcasting yeah, till for a while. Till our real till our real retirement, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the movie, the phenomena, came out in 2020. Um, it wasn't bad. James Fox, that's the guy you're familiar with that? No. Who's that? No, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, Bill Clinton, George Knapp. Is that Elizondo in here? I thought he was in here. It's just weird that I haven't heard of this guy. I don't know. It's. I thought, I, I, well. I, I've been seeing, well, see, I. It's like it popped I, I, I up out of nowhere. Daily, I look at the Daily Mail. So he's been mentioned, like the UFO stuff is in the daily mail so it's like if you if and you know I, I like the daily mail i look at that so the ufo stuff always comes up on that so he's been mentioned several times in there oh uh, yeah so what else about oh we were going back uh yeah that's well that's i just wanted to mention the relationship between the past reporting of and release of information by rupelt and the current um, environment of uh, Louis uh, Elizondo's uh, thing here. I mean, he's been all over now. It's in 60 Minutes is picking him up, and it almost lends a legitimacy when you're on 60 Minutes doing this, don't you think? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, 60 Minutes is is. Um... I can remember growing up, that was like a standard Sunday night show that everybody watched. Well, we Not only, so much these days. We only had four channels, so there wasn't yeah. a whole lot to look at, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that was a that was a standard Sunday night show. Yeah, I love the, that. Um, I love 60 Minutes. That 320 minutes, it was a 320-minute segment, so I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah, 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 I haven't watched it. For I didn't know it was even night. still on. I don't see any, <laughs> I guess I don't watch the, everything I watch, it's on streaming or... You know, yeah, I don't. Probably I don't any, even. I don't, everything is streaming now. I don't watch anything. It's it's network it's, television. Network television. I don't you watch. Don't well, watch I mean, you're watching. You're watching um, Debris. That's a network show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's so a that, good that, show. That's actually a really good show. I actually, I'm enjoying it. I like it a lot, and I think it's. Uh, I should just for people who are interested, watch Debris. You'll enjoy it. But there is a book called, oh, the old uh, Russian movie, which is a classic that um, many, many people like, called Stalker. Have you seen that? No, never seen that one. You should check it out. Um, and it's based on a book called uh, Roadside Picnic, by, written by a Russian author or a couple brothers or something. And the basic premise was is there's this place in um, Russia where space aliens had landed and then they left a bunch of trash and the whole idea is it's like if you did a picnic a roadside picnic when you got up and left you'd leave all your garbage right and, but if you're a super advanced space aliens um your garbage is going to be yeah interesting know, very For strange us. so debris debris is sort of like that and so road so i'd say debris is sort of based on or inspired by roadside picnic which is also, I have the book, I've read it, I think, twice. Um, the movie is a, a classic. It's weird. It's worth checking out. And the book is an interesting read. What is um, Debris supposed to be? I mean, I've been watching it from the beginning, but I don't understand. Is it an exploded spacecraft or something? Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a remnants of a, of you know, a spacecraft. Yeah, they just it broke apart and it's falling all over the earth and doing weird and all these weird things. Yeah, with super advanced technology. So the the whole the old axiom is uh, I don't remember who said this. Might have been Arthur C. Clarke said that uh, advanced technology is going to be indistinguishable from magic. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's already like magic. 
Yeah, that's weird. I mean, if you look at it from the point of view of our parents and our VCR compared to our VCRs that, you know, they couldn't operate. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, my mom, yeah. my mom could eventually, when the kids refused to help her, she learned you have to, to yeah, you have to look it up on the internet. Oh, there is none. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, she, she figured it out. She wanted to record her favorite show. She figured out how to use yeah. it. The kids are like, mom, leave me alone. Hey, I'm looking at, um, the cast for, uh, the phenomenon. I'm not seeing Elizondo, so I'm not sure if I've, I've watched so many different stuff, but he has, he had a tv show i think it was on the history channel or sci-fi or something called unidentified which he's talking about the same stuff he's been talking about in the news recently and that came out that was in like 2019 so he's been around he's been doing this and talking about this stuff for a while uh the show is actually worth checking out although i gotta say in that last part of the second season they do a bit of a walk back um which is something that I've seen a lot in um, some UFO stuff. Even the the New Yorker article that I sent you on how the Pentagon started taking UFOs seriously. Towards the very end, they have a paragraph where they walk it back. Right. And I would say the the Ruppelt book with the three chapters that were added after he died in 1966. I have a feeling that those three chapters are a bit of a walk back, and I'm not sure why that happens. But that seemed to, I think that was something that started in the 70s with the UFO reporting. Because I have a magazine I just inadvertently picked up. Um, it had no cover on it and stuff, but it had a um, UFO article in it. And you read this article, and two-thirds of the article is like reporting the sightings and all the stuff and speculation. And then the last, like, one quarter or one-third of the article is just, like, constantly talking about, you know, the the negative aspect about you know, nutty people, you know, clouds, swamp gas, things like that. So there's a big walk back at the end. But anyway, I mean, that's a, that's a, tr I guess that's balanced reporting, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm hoping, I always hope that this June thing is going to actually give us some, you know, because they've had, UF allegedly had UFOs, you know, we did the Bob Lazar thing and all that, you know, allegedly we've had UFOs and we've had UFOs. 47 wasn't the first time the government's had UFOs, uh, allegedly. So, yeah. you know, they've had them. I've, I saw an article where we've had the, since like the 1800s, we've, you know, we done somebody dug oh, one up or something, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I have some stuff that's going back that far. I'll get to that in you know, okay. okay, a year or so. Hey, but I also sent one of the things I also sent you um, in Phenomena that that documentary. They talk about this um, disclosure project, and they had a big um, uh, press conference in Washington D.C. years ago, and they were they released a document called the Disclosure Project briefing document that is 500 pages long Holy and crap. you can download it yeah i sent you a link you can download it on archive.org and i've actually i've loaded it up on my reading reading uh, ipad and i will read that eventually um it looks like it's uh, double spaced so maybe it's not too bad <laughs> um but there's some so like the way that i feel about it it's like i don't know what's going on with ufos um one of the things that I've got from uh, reading Carl Sagan's biography is he did a uh, interview in some something I can't remember what it was. It was some magazine, might have been Life magazine or something. And the reporter um, he's he was saying that there has to be um, intelligent life in the universe. It just has to be. And the reporter's like. That's just faith. You don't know that. And he says, not faith, he replied. He goes, it's calculation and ex extrapolation. And that ties in with um, like the Drake equation, which is this equation that uh, people use to sort of estimate the probability of intelligent civilizations in the, the uh, galaxy, universe. Yeah, and they, I, uh, they say the yeah. amount of planets in the universe, oh God, even in our sol not our solar system, but our galaxy or whatever, are more the amount of planets and moons and everything is more than the grains of sand and all the beaches in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like 
and then the expanse of space we've all seen star trek and um you know it's like you can just travel where does this can you imagine you just keep traveling in space and it never ends i mean the conception do you ever think about that well it's supposed to there's supposed to be an a a size and it's like it's because of the big bang and then it's like a giant bubble we're living in a giant bubble well, what's outside but then the like, bubble? What's outside the bubble? It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> so it's like you've 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 heard that thing where the you the see world mid in, is mid in black, where it's like a it's like jewelry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're inside well, you know, it's, this like, impendent, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I love the thing where the world is like this disc, and it's on the back of a turtle, and it goes, "What's the turtle standing on?" And it goes, the, "It's turtles all the way down." <laughs> So, not, I love that it's answer. It's the conception that it's like never ending. So anyway, yes, I think I agree. Life, you know, most likely is somewhere else. Is it advanced enough to get here? Well, obviously, is this? From, but are these things from another planet? Are they us from the future? Are they? What are they? And interdimensional. interdimensional. Don't forget inter, interdimensional. Yeah. Is they are is are they piloted or are they drones? Because you, when you talk about the stress, you know they say that the when they make those right turns or left turns after going fourteen thousand yeah. miles an hour, that they're pulling six hundred Gs, which obviously, you know, an F sixteen. What are they doing? Like six. Um, an F sixteen uh, has structural failure at seventeen Gs. And, you know, pilots only, you know, I think six, seven Gs or something like that, they could survive. So what's in do there? You remember, I don't know. Do you remember the, uh, um, they used, you know, those rocket sleds where they would test put yes. a guy on it and they'd launch it? Oh, awesome. And the, the um, medical doctor that um, was in charge of the program would actually put himself on the sleds and Whoa. have them push it. He says, I couldn't, he couldn't in good conscience have someone else do it so he would do it himself and he put a chip on why they just put a chip he, on put, it, he put himself on it and the guy it's just like i can't remember how many g's he pulled it might be 100 <laughs> or something insane and the guy it messed him up i oh, mean not it? terribly but it messed him up but he recovered from it he's like well you know he's because he could says well i can't let anyone else do it but i think i'll survive it and it's just like, oh my god! I don't know how many G's he pulled. Fifty G's. I, it's been a while since I read that. But yeah, that's uh, uh, that was the speculation that we are always also seeing in the fifties, where they were talking about these right-hand turns that they had to be radio controlled. And one of the things, and to to today, what I find interesting is we're seeing the same parallels, the same stories, the same news sort of stories as we were seeing in the 1950s. And the big thing compared to then, back then in the 1950s, the big issue was, is this a, a military threat of some sort? And the conclusion that they were coming up with, no, we're not, we don't believe that this is any sort of military threat. And they would say, no, this is not, we do not believe that this is the Soviet Union. Um, do we, so do, do we do, are we just not releasing information because we don't know what... The, we don't have any fucking thing to release because we don't know. We haven't found out anything. Is that yeah, possible? Little, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, the thing that bothers me is like that latest leak where they're showing that glowing ball, that round ball that sort of disappears from the yeah. scope of that that ship. Uh, that ship is is got you know all this equipment and all this tracking stuff on it. So we talked about this with the drone stuff. Yeah. They have information or they don't have information and i don't know what's going on are we are I'm, we scared uh, as a country are we scared to say i just don't know what it is i we're seeing all this shit but we don't know anything about it um maybe they've cap even if they've capped even if they've obtained craft in area of s4 with the lazar thing and everything uh, did we have we really found out anything we just found we filmed these things We've captured the, or we've obtained these things. I think we captured and We've obtained these things. Maybe they've found alien bodies. That would be something that they could release and tell us, okay, we've, yes, Roswell had, you know, we'd forgive everyone now if they just came out and said, yes, we have alien bodies. Here they are. 
this is what's up there just but is it a religious thing i mean is it like uh, I don't, are we is it because of religion people or religious people will can't handle the fact that maybe there's aliens i don't know that's 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 one of the issues that um that came up and i think that was mentioned in uh, sagan's biography um there's got to be a reason if they have they either have or don't have information but if they have it what is the reason that they don't just oh because it's secret well you know it's like just we can handle it just tell us so we know what's flying around up there and we can just be like okay they're not hurting us well unless they were probing us like they you know like the Benny and Barney Hill thing where they are, they're curious or whatever they did, you know, which that was a horrific story if that was true, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, we need to, we should talk about abductions in a minute, but I, yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it in my notes here, but one of the things that um, I've seen, and I can't remember exactly where I've seen it, but there's like this concern that the public, this is from the fifties, I think, or the sixties, they're concerned that the public uh, will become dispirited if they find out that there's life elsewhere. And um, I think there was, um, there was aspects, the religious aspects, where they were saying, yeah, we don't, the religious, it will have a religious impact, which I don't understand either. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, and, and, oh, if you want to talk about, like, life on other planets, did you see that? I think I sent it to you, that thing about um, that paper that came out about life on Mars. Yes. That, yeah, so this mushrooms on Mars. Yeah, mushrooms. On, yeah, the mushrooms on Mars. Yeah, we have, remember, we have uh, fungus on Mars. Well, that was interesting because immediately after that came out, uh, there was a bunch of news reports that I saw. They're saying, oh, it's a hoax paper. And then they make fun of one of the authors who, who has, like, a funny picture on the Internet. There's ten authors on this thing, and there are issues with the paper. And I, you know, I I didn't read it in detail. I just looked it over. But basically, what they're saying is one of their observations. I think is just flat out wrong, and it's obvious. But what they're saying, and this also goes back to early observations of Mars, and even goes back to a, a paper that Carl Sagan wrote, where they were seeing these changes on the surface of Mars, and they were speculating that these changes were due to plant growth. So that's all these people did in this paper was they've gone through, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of pictures on Mars and said, we're, you know, you can see these, there are these seasonal changes on Mars and we think that it is a fungus, which fungus is known to be hardy and can, and could potentially survive the conditions on Mars as it currently exists. And that's fine. That's I mean, I don't think that's a big deal. So what I did is I went and I looked at the uh, the NASA site and I looked at the information as reported from the uh, Perseverance, I think it is. Not not the latest, but the one before it. The one before, which is yeah. like the sister sister to this one. It's also a nuclear powered rover and it's been running around in some crater for years. And based on the data that this rover has collected, it's the data there's more data to suggest there is life on Mars than not. So uh, and the three things that this rover has seen and other things is, one, there's methane. There's a seasonal efflux of methane in the atmosphere. There's a seasonal efflux of oxygen into the atmosphere, which could purely be due to chemical or geological things. But this this robot also dug into the clay on the bottom of this this. Um, crater and found organic molecules like things that you would find you know whatever that could be from or whatever life so based on that you can say you don't we don't know that there is life on mars but you can definitely say that there is more evidence for life on mars than not so i sort of bugged me that they just came out and just slammed this paper and just said and you know then the people in the paper saying, well, we're not saying there's life on Mars. It's speculative. But it right. bugs me that they just came out and all this stuff's coming out. Hoax! Now it's a big hoax. And the only article that I found that, uh, that gave a uh, reasonable explanation is that somebody, some smart reporter, actually asked an uh, uh, Australian 
a scientist that was an expert on Mars, and he gave a good explanation for why they're not seeing rapid growth of fungus in their papers because the conditions are so harsh. Harsh. He goes, you're not going to see growth that in a couple days under those conditions. So, which is a legitimate critique. Anyway, my two cents. Um, when you say life, so, yeah. I mean life. They're just the fungus is the life. I mean, people yeah, automatically not, jump to oh, it's people. You know, it's like people or animals. It's not. It's just you know fungus. Yeah, it's not. It's not rabbits. <laughs> it's it's not Martian rabbits running around. Yeah, it, it, and I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, it's it's perfectly legitimate to speculate that and to and but I saw nobody saying that. Um, and this is my interpretation. Um, I saw nobody saying the thing. You know, there is more evidence for life. Oh, actually, the I sent you that video from PBS Space Time. Yes. And the guy sort of talked about that. He didn't talk about oxygen in the atmosphere. And I got the information I got was straight off the NASA website. Um. So yeah, there is. I have a my interpretation is that they will find uh, microbial life on Mars eventually. It's going to take a while because it's small and it's hard to see and hard to find. Uh, and also, did you see that the um, uh, Chinese just landed a probe on Mars? No, they've got yeah, one. On, just, they got one on the moon. Aren't they been doing the moon here pretty yeah, regularly? Yeah. But not man, right? They just they, they did a moon. They did a moon thing and. Um, they just landed a, a a lander which has a rover on it, and they've landed in Utopia Planitia, which is where the Viking landers were. That the the Viking landers also did test for life, but they were people say they didn't show life. But then there were some papers that came out maybe ten years ago or so. I read them; it's been a long time. I don't remember um, where they were re-questioning the analysis of the Viking landers' experiments on whether or not there was life on Mars. But the Chinese. The thing that's neat about Utopia Planitia is that the, supposedly there's a lot of water there, which is what you need if you want to have a manned expedition. So they are, um, um, so I would say that the, um, so I would say that they are um, definitely thinking, forward thinking on the future of a uh, manned mission to Mars. Wow. So, we're in competition. Oh, and the Russians and the and the Chinese are planning a moon base. So, welcome to the future. Wow. Um. Oh, anyway, uh, we got uh, we got a few more minutes. Do you want to yeah. briefly talk about what we want to do in a couple weeks? Do you want to do the yeah. Rupelt book? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, Sounds I will good. send you the I'll send you the three chapters that your book doesn't have, and then um, the Gulf Breeze sightings book you ordered one didn't you yes you got one yes i've, I've ordered it's one, not here yet yeah yeah mine's not coming until like next week so so after that let's do the gulf breeze ufo sightings and that's also an abduct, ab, abduction story and i'm not big on the abduction thing i don't i'm not i'm you know i don't know but and i would i'm trying to avoid the stuff that looks a little too out there but this will tie in with the gulf breeze six stuff okay so what I, so let's do the um Gulf breeze, Gulf breeze, UFO sightings and abduction, and then uh, after that we'll do the Gulf breeze six again. After because I got that book, um, I got it here. Unbroken Thomases, Pro Thomases, Unbroken Promises by Vance A. Davis with Brian Blayshaw, and then we can see if there's a relationship between these two different events because they happened, I think, close in, t in time and space. So it should be that maybe we'll see something. Maybe we'll see something interesting. Maybe it'll be a bunch of BS. Yeah, we'll but, check into it though. But that so let's do that for the moving forward into the future. So um, oh another thing, uh, I read that CIA papers book that you recommended. Yeah. Um, not not a whole lot there. Yeah. It was it was a good read. It was interesting. There was a report called the Roberts Report. Uh, that was a big deal, and the. Basically, the CIA, you know, it's like we don't want to let the world know that we were involved in anything to do with UFOs. And supposedly, there was something about them suggesting that there be active uh, suppression of, uh, you know, people that report UFOs, embarrassing them and stuff like that. And then there was a complaint in the um, papers from um, Kehoe 
because CIA, I guess CIA has a, had or has an office in Chicago, and they were sending out agents from their office to talk to UFO witnesses. Yeah. And uh, the, the UFO witnesses were saying that they were being intimidated by the, the agents to not talk about it. And I think Kehoe was complaining to the CIA saying, you know, you shouldn't be intimidating. He says, are you intimidating uh, witnesses? Is there, and so they're like, no, we don't do that. Is that the men in black thing? That might have been part of the origins of the men in black. And the, um, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. You're going to have to play it by ear with that. I, there's some other stuff I want to think about that because there's a book by Heineck where there's a chapter on the men in black, which I haven't looked at that. And that, you know, it's in the pile. Uh, so the CIA was basically um, the most of the information in the CIA papers were about overseas reports because they're they're supposed to work overseas. But one of the things that I found interesting is there was a guy that had supposedly he was a chemist that used had worked on the Manhattan Progress project, and he had supposedly intercepted some sort of signal from space, which. Um, they kept saying that the analysis had just said it was just a, a you know a, a telegraphic signal from somewhere, right. and the guy kept the guy kept bugging him, and it was apparently was driving him crazy because the guy kept writing him letters and talking to his congressman, and and I couldn't find any information on this guy uh, other than you know other than that, and I couldn't find any follow up on what he was talking about, so I don't know what's going on with that, but other than that, the CIA papers from. You know, we're pretty much a bust. You got to admire the person that put the book together uh, to go through all this stuff and pull out the most relevant stuff. But there wasn't anything exciting, and I think so. That's what makes me think that this new um, release of documents uh, don't get your hopes up. No, just just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. Thanks for yep. joining me and. Uh, the Alien Probe Podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, we welcome. First of all, visit us on YouTube. We've uh, expanded into YouTube. It's some some will be video in the future. It's all audio right now, but it's a, a good listen. Um, we welcome your comments, questions, and requests at Alien Probe Podcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at AlienProbe.net, Twitter at Alien Probe Pod. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony, and Bill, thanks for joining us. We'll get to you next time. All right. See you.